Who will claim the final roster spot for the Boston Red Sox? Tune into today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where we dissect everything, including the up in the air spots on roster expansion day. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring the, la- the latest to you in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Don't forget also SiriusXM has you covered for all Red Sox home broadcasts. Just download the app and search Red Sox and the home broadcast will be there straight to your feed for every Red Sox game so you don't have to miss a single pitch Happy Friday. Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. And happy roster expansion day. Today is the day that Major League rosters expand from 26 to 28 players for the month of September. So I'm going to be going into what that could mean for the Red Sox, who might claim the last roster spot, and really diving into it on today's show. So on Thursday, the Red Sox announced that they were recalling Willier Abreu from the paternity list. When a player goes on the paternity list, the period in which they are on that list can only be three days. So he will return for this weekend's series against the Royals. Um, And so the corresponding roster move for the Red Sox was sending David Hamilton back down to AAA. Um, Abreu was called up originally for Jaron Duran's injury. That is now a season ending injury. Um, Was really contributing, can certainly mash the ball at the plate and was really doing a lot to show that he can be aggressive and isn't afraid to take pitches or swing at pitches that are good for him and just really is aggressive, which is such a great addition to the Red Sox lineup right now. Um, So then he goes on the paternity list and they call up Sedan Rafaela, one of the Red Sox highly anticipated prospects. And the great thing about Rafaela is he's an elite outfielder and infielder he can play shortstop but also in the outfield and the Red Sox need that because defensively they struggled so much this season and it cost them a lot of games that their defense was very subpar this year so from the standpoint of having a player who is versatile and can play in the infield and the outfield as well as he does makes Rafaela an automatic weapon for the Red Sox to be able to keep longer term. So he got his opportunity 
when Abreu went on the paternity list. And um, it was very exciting for the Red Sox to be able to have him. He went two for five with a double and an RBI in two games. Um, and it's just hard to argue that he should be sent down to AAA. The belief by a lot of people was that he would get sent back down when Abreu was reinstated from the paternity list. But now it appears that they are both staying because the corresponding roster move was not sending Rafaela back to AAA, but rather sending David Hamilton down. It definitely made some sense that the Red Sox chose to take the route of sending Hamilton back down to AAA because for one, he is an infielder, not both an infielder and an outfielder. So just automatically because of that, it makes um, Rafaela just a deeper threat to other teams and a more useful weapon for the Red Sox to have. So that's one thing that gave Hamilton a little bit of a disadvantage to Rafaela was his inability to play both in the outfield and the infield. And also Rafaela was making more happen at the plate. He was making contacts, like I said, recorded an RBI. Whereas with David Hamilton, he was significantly struggling when he was called up. He's only four for 33 across 15 games in the majors this season. So yes, he's fast. He has some speed. And I truly still feel like it's been too small of a sample size with him to really see the potential that he does have. But he hasn't been showing that he has the capability to perform at the same level as Rafaela as of now. I also feel like because of all the injuries that the Red Sox had this season, David Hamilton was called up at a time when it might have been a little rushed. He wasn't quite ready yet to be called up is what it appeared like to me. And he was still trying to really find his game. So he's been struggling to significantly make an impact here at the major league level. So it appears that now that he's been sent down, I expect that he'll stay down. Um, Pablo Reyes will be returning to the Red Sox roster at some point. It's not believed that the injury he has is too serious to the point where it's going to keep him sidelined for the rest of the season. So he'll be back as well. But the nice thing about all of this for the Red Sox is that it gives both Abreu and Rafaela a chance to really show to the Red Sox organization that they could be a valuable piece, that it makes sense for Boston to keep them and have them on the opening day roster next season. Because with just the fact that the Red Sox kind of dug themselves into a really deep hole after getting swept by Houston, they've got to just start thinking about next season. And even if there are some growing pains that come with having Rafaela up at the major league level, if I'm the Red Sox, I'm dealing with those growing pains, letting him figure it out now when the team is very much in a position where they're playing more now to figure out what's going to work for them next year and who's going to be on the roster next year. So by having Rafaela up for the whole month of September and him being able to really get a good five to six weeks under his belt 
going into next season could pay dividends for him. I use Casas as another example of this, as somebody who was called up late in the season last year and got to get a little bit of exposure, got to get his feet wet a little bit and didn't really make much of an impact, but that's okay because he was still very fresh. And look at what it did for him now and the season that he's been having this year in Boston over at first base. I think it can be absolutely beneficial for players to get their feet wet at a time where the team is under less pressure because there's going to be so many less people looking at the Red Sox right now game to game and needing them to buckle down and win when at this point with only 28 games remaining and being six and a half out of a wild card spot, it's going to be very difficult to expect them to land a spot right now so now when the Red Sox are a little bit less in the spotlight let some of these guys get that experience continue to give Abreu the reps and the at-bats continue to give Rafaela the reps and the at-bats so it looks like for the rest of September they will be on the roster with Jaron Duran being out for the rest of the season to me it felt like Abreu was going to be the guy who was going to fill his roster spot for the rest of the season. But what I'm trying to say here is let the kids play. This is the time to let the kids play. Really let them figure it out. Let Rafaela find what makes him comfortable and warm up to hitting at Fenway. And same with Abreu, who certainly has a hard bat and can hit for power. Um, so now is the perfect time to do that. So that presumably, you know, is going to be how the Red Sox handle it because those, you know, in reality at the end of the day are players who have a lot of potential to do big things with this Red Sox team down the road. So let the kids play and rosters for the month of September will be finalized today. So on that note, I'm going to be talking about next another roster decision that the Red Sox have to make in the direction they could possibly go in. I love sports betting, don't you? It's super, super fun. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official, official partner of the NFL. Who doesn't love FanDuel? It's fun. It's a great way to show off your sports betting skills and it's a very easy app to navigate. So check it out if you haven't already. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, today is the day where rosters go from 26 players to 28 players. So that gives the Red Sox flexibility in terms of what they want to do. A lot of players were on the waiver wire. It's basically the last day where teams have an opportunity to bring in a player from outside their own organization to be on the roster and help them in a potential playoff push. The Angels put a ton of players on the waiver wire, five players, and four out of those five were claimed. Um, 
two of them by Cleveland. The Cincinnati Reds claimed a player. So it's the last opportunity teams have in the season to claim somebody from outside their organization. But it's also a day where teams can call up a player from within their own system to maybe allow that player to get their feet wet and see if that player could be a part of the team in the future. So that is the case for the Red Sox here. They had called up a Brayu for Duran. Once it was announced that Duran is going to be missing the rest of the season because of the surgery that he had, which, by the way, went very smoothly. So as long as everything goes well with his recovery process, he should be back um, for spring training of 2024, which would be huge. Um, so because of him missing the rest of the season, that opened up another roster spot for the Red Sox, which Abreu ultimately ended up taking. So when most teams would have two spots, the Red Sox have three. It includes a position player and a pitcher that they can bring in by September 1st. So I can't believe it's already September 1st, by the way. Absolutely crazy fast year this has been. Um, but so because of that, there was an open roster spot for a position player of some kind for the Red Sox. The debate appeared to be whether that spot was going to go to Sedani Raffaella or was going to go to David Hamilton. Pablo Reyes will be back up, as I mentioned, at some point. But Sedani Raffaella is now what appears to be the pick. He'll be staying with the roster with David Hamilton being back down at AAA. So that leaves one more roster decision for the Red Sox to make. And it is for a pitcher. One more pitcher will end up um, staying with the Red Sox and making the 28-man roster in September. They have some options. The pitching staff has been very rocky this year. From the bullpen, they've brought up some players who have gotten their feet wet, like Nick Robertson, Brandon Walter, Chris Murphy. But the question now becomes, which one of those pitchers do the Red Sox see making the biggest contribution in September and bringing the most value to the team? I believe that roster spot will end up being Chris Murphy's. Right now, he can't come back to the roster right away because on Monday, he was optioned to AAA. And according to the MLB rules, if a player does get optioned back to the minors, they have to stay there for at least 10 days. So because of that, he won't be able to be called up today for the last roster spot. So there could be a temporary pitcher that the Red Sox bring up. So that could be, you know, maybe another appearance from Brandon Walter or Nick Robertson, or let's hope not, but Kyle Barakloff from AAA. They can really be creative and call up any pitcher as a placeholder, but I do ultimately believe that roster spot will go to Chris Murphy. Final roster spot on the 28-man roster for the Red Sox. Heim Bloom definitely has some decisions to make from that standpoint. He has to look at out of these guys we have available from AAA, who do I feel like has the best and highest ceiling? Who can help us make a push in the last month? Whether the Red Sox feel like they are still in contention is still to be said. Um, but whether they feel like they're they have a chance or not, 
for the rest of this month. They still have to make a roster move. Um, so that is on Heim Bloom, and it's his job to make that move. But the reason I believe Chris Murphy will get the Red Sox last roster spot is because it appears like Alex Cora trusts him um, because he's been putting him in games a lot during high leverage situations. And despite the fact that he's had his struggles, especially lately, he has not been throwing the ball well as of late. He's shown signs that he can be a very good relief pitcher. He's had some good outings since coming up to the majors um, this year. And he truly has proven overall that he has the potential to be one of the best lefties in the organization. Um, and so because the Red Sox have seen glimpses from him, definitely a lot more so than Brandon Walter and Nick Robertson, certainly Barakloff and just pitchers that I've mentioned, he show, he has shown the most potential in my eyes. Um, and obviously Cora's opinion is important because he's with the team all the time and he's managing the bullpen. So logically, Chris Murphy will get the last roster spot for the Red Sox. Like I said, it won't happen right away because he has to stay in the minors for 10 days before he can get called up. So somebody else temporarily will take that roster spot, but I would not be surprised if ultimately Chris Murphy gets that permanent 28th spot on the roster and is no longer bouncing back and forth between AAA and the majors. And honestly, him being in the slump that he's in, being back down at AAA now is really the best thing for him. Um, when you're in a slump, what better way than to go back to what you're familiar with, take a little bit of pressure off, a little bit of the audience watching you um, and facing hitters who aren't at the major league level and are down in AAA, just to kind of adjust some things that you're doing and then hopefully be able to bounce back and dominate and contribute. Um, so Chris Murphy, to me, absolutely has the potential. He seriously has been struggling as of late. But I know that because he's shown glimpses of it and he's had performances where he's pitched very well out of the bullpen, I'm not counting him out as a pitcher with a lot of potential moving forward. So it will take some time. But I think, you know, the Red Sox see him as a more valuable pitcher than we might think he is. So that's how the 28-man roster will shape out to me. Chris Murphy will get the last spot, and the Red Sox will roll through the month of September with that and just try to finish the season strong, even if they don't get a playoff spot. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the conversation that Heim Bloom and Alex Verdugo had after Wednesday's game, after the Red Sox were split by the Astros. Lots of speculation surrounding that, so I'm going to try to make a little bit of sense about that next. But don't forget to follow and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform where you can get the show Monday through Friday for free straight to your feed. Who doesn't love free? It's the best thing in the world to me. So it's free. You can get new Red Sox content daily straight to your feed. Subscribe, share it with your friends and family who are Red Sox fans, and they can join in on the fun as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbutt10 and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. And also SiriusXM, 
does have you covered for all Red Sox broadcasts. Are you ever looking for a way to keep track of what's going on in the game when you're driving? You can't be looking down at your phone checking scores while you're driving. You certainly can't sit there and look at the ESPN app and read the play-by-play while you're driving and really be able to digest everything that happened. Plus, it's not the same. I've never liked just looking at, you know, the play-by-play for some innings and trying to catch up on what happened because you don't really get the full feel for what happened in the game by doing that. You see, oh, you know, Alex Verdugo struck out looking. Was the strike three actually a strike or was it a called strike because the umpire thought it was a strike? I like to know all that information. So if you're anything like me, download the SiriusXM app. They have you covered and you can get the Red Sox home broadcast for every game and every single pitch so that you don't have to worry about missing it. Speaking of Alex Verdugo, the Red Sox came off a very rough series against the Houston Astros at home on Wednesday, a series that had such high stakes and playoff implications, and the Red Sox failed to come through and deliver in any of those games. On Wednesday, after the game ended, Heim Bloom and Alex Verdugo were seen having a conversation together on the field for what was reported to be about 40 minutes long. And if you think about it, usually after a game, the players kind of get off the field quickly. They go into the locker room, they do their post-game interviews that are required of them, and then they go home and then they come back the next day, wash, rinse, repeat. Life of being a professional baseball player. But to see Alex Verdugo and Heim Bloom standing on the field for 40 minutes after the game ended has to have meant something, right? So what could it have been? I believe the Red Sox are not thinking Alex Verdugo is going to be part of their future in the outfield. And I am in full belief that that's what the conversation was about. It has not been reported specifically what Verdugo and Bloom were talking about during that conversation. There's just a lot of speculation right now. But Alex Verdugo, to me, will not be part of the 2024 Boston Red Sox roster. I said on a previous episode why I believe they trade him this offseason. He is only under team control for one more year. So now would be when they have to trade him if they want to trade him, unless they wait till midseason to trade him. Um, But then you're really starting to get into teams not wanting to give up a lot because you're already partway into the season and he's in a contract year. So if they do want to trade him, this offseason is the best time to do it. Um, When you look at the Red Sox outfield situation, I mean, lots of decisions to make. Adam Duvall is a free agent. Will they bring him back? They have Yoshida locked in for a few years now. After this, he can hit, but his defense has not been good at all this year. Um, He has a negative seven run differential um, on defense and the way that he just kind of has an inability to make the right play at the right time defensively. A lot is a concern, um, but he'll stay because they really primarily brought him here for his bat. They didn't expect to bring him here and have him be the best defender in the world. Um, So he'll stay. And now with the resurgence of Willier Abreu and Sidani Rafaela, both are outfielders. And, you know, 
obviously Rafaela platoons, but if he stays up and he's continuing to hit and perform and show that he can play defense in the outfield and at shortstop effectively, then what do we need Verdugo for at that point? Um, if that is the case, if the conversation was about the fact that Heim Bloom doesn't see Alex Verdugo as part of the future in 2024 and beyond, I respect him a lot for having that conversation with Alex um, and pulling him aside after the game and trying to explain to him why he might be moved if he is moved, because it's always heartbreaking to see. And I'll use Christian Vasquez as an example, because he was a recent one. When a player gets traded to another team and they don't exactly expect it, it can be really rattling and also heartbreaking for that player. And Christian Vasquez found out while he was doing a pregame interview when the Red Sox were playing the Astros that he was getting traded to Houston last year around the trade deadline. And you could visibly see his face and he was really upset. And I feel like he just didn't see it coming at all. Um, so Heim Bloom, if he doesn't see Alex Verdugo as part of the future in the outfield, um, you know, him having a conversation like him and spending that much time with him to say, hey, we really appreciate what you've done for this organization, but we have to go in a different direction. Like we'll try to, you know, get you the best situation you can possibly be in in this offseason. I respect that a lot by Bloom because from that standpoint, He's prepping Verdugo for that situation. If that were to be the case, and he said, Hey, um, you know, you will not be part of the future of the Boston Red Sox organization. I'm going to have to move you after this year, at least then when the season is over and Verdugo gets a call saying he was traded to XXX team, he's not super shell shocked by it. And I think it would leave a better taste in his mouth with the Red Sox organization, with the way that they handled that. And I think he would have a lot more respect for the Red Sox because as sad as it is, at the end of the day, it is a business. Baseball is a business and every team is making the moves based on logically what makes sense to make their team better. They're not doing it based on the emotions of the players. They need to make moves that will be best for the organization in the long term. Um, and Alex Verdugo, when I'm looking at the situation now, especially with the way that Abreu and Rafaela are playing and Duran obviously will be back, um, I don't really see a place on the roster at this point for Alex Verdugo. They have these talented young players who can really make a difference next year. So you can speculate what you want to speculate. Let me know in the comments what you feel the conversation was about. I could be totally wrong. It could have been a conversation where he was explaining that he is part of the franchise moving forward and the Red Sox want to keep him. And he was trying to just put Verdugo's mind at ease about that. Because if Alex knows, hey, I'm still going to be here he can kind of take a deep breath and not feel as much pressure to um, perform. But he had a really good April and a strong August, but was significantly struggling for a good portion of the season in between those two months. Um, just hasn't really been up to par at the plate. So that could justify 
the decision to trade him this offseason even more. So if I'm Alex, you know, how that conversation went could very much determine how he plays for this last month or the season. I think we'll know very soon what the conversation was about. Um, if it's something they don't want to make public yet, we might not know for a little while. But what do you think it was about? Do you think it was Bloom explaining to him that he's part of the future of the organization, so he wanted to put his mind at ease so he can just have a really good September and end the season on a high note? Or do you think he was explaining that he doesn't see him as part of the future, but Bloom has enough respect for Verdugo to actually talk about that with him? Let me know in the comments. I believe it is um, that he is not part of the Red Sox organization. I don't think we see Alex Verdugo in a Red Sox uniform to start the 2024 season, but that could be construed a lot of different ways. 40 minutes is a long time. So leave a comment. Let me know. Keep the faith. Go Red Sox. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on the flip side.